0: <laughs>
1: welcome everyone to another episode
0: of smacker scotty i am your host scott tilda the witch and boy do i have a surprise for all of you i have on lydia manson and she is the podcasting host of just the deets hey lydia how are you doing hey how are you I'm good. That is a horrible witch's
1: gonna, You're not going to be able to keep that up the whole time. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not doing it the whole time. I just
0: wanted to do my intro a little different, but uh, I'm so glad to have you back on. I think I had you back on uh, on here in January, and here yep. we are again So uh, for a Halloween episode. So, happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Absolutely. First question I need to ask you, because you um, host the podcast Just the Deeds. Um, What made you want to start up this podcast and what is this podcast about?
1: So it's so funny. When I first came up with the idea for Just the Deeds, it was under the guise of all things strange and unusual. So what I wanted it to be was (laughs) I wanted to focus on different like strange and unusual topics. So like if you go back, like the first episode is about Mike the Headless Chicken um, and then we have an episode about... Uh, Loch Ness Monster and then the New Jersey Devil. So I wanted to do like all of these like different things that you've heard about, like growing up, you know, and bring on different people I've worked with or wanted to work with or just know through the indie right. industry, have them talk about these things with me. Um, but I realized after a few episodes that it didn't work out the way I wanted it to because people didn't want to really like research it with me, which is mm-hmm. nothing to know them you know like they have their product their projects they want to talk about which is perfectly fine so ended up going more on the spectrum side of just having different indie industry people come on and talk about themselves and their projects so it kind of like switched over to that okay Um, (laughs)
0: Halfway through. <laughs> so. nice well um i have an idea for just the decent not i don't think a lot of people know about this it's the gordon mountain ghost in gordon pennsylvania it's literally like five minutes of where i grew up where my mom's currently lives um and uh i'm gonna i'll send you a message of that um after the podcast and look into it and if you want to do that um uh, have me on we'll talk about the gordon mountain ghost in gordon pennsylvania and they even made that a character or something or other in uh i think it was grant one of the grand theft autos
1: yeah that's awesome love like learning about all i had never had it not been for um tom D'Amico. he was actually the director of a short i did um called kiss me judas he's the one that actually told me about the new jersey devil so had you know i'm not be friends with him I wouldn't have known about that so that I mean that was fun to learn about you know especially because it's just a few years from where I live so
0: absolutely and uh, did you ever hear of Centralia
1: no I don't think I have. you
0: have you heard of Silent Hill right yes so uh Centralia Silent Hill uh is, ba- ba- is like about Centralia is the underground mine fires in Centralia oh, okay. Pennsylvania and uh that is right outside of ashland again another place that's about five minutes away from where i grew up where my mom currently lives and it's a it's a very historical place so those are two that and the gordon mountain ghost are two things you definitely got to look into and i think like i said i'll send them over to you and you can look into them and see what you think but uh those are like growing up in the boy scouts and everything and all that like when we were camping they would talk about the gordon mountain ghost it would scare the crap out of me But it's amazing. It's a very fascinating story. Um, So, like, I guess, um, how is, because we also know you're an actress. So how um, is podcasting different than being an
1: actress? So, one, I don't have to learn any lines when I do my podcast. (laughs) So I think that would be, like, the biggest plus to being a (laughs) podcast. actress, um, and I mean I'm terrible because like I don't like you sit down and you write questions and everything I just am mm-hmm. talking to somebody I just think of questions off the top of my head I'm like mm-hmm. I should be like you know prepared um, but I think you know when you're acting you have to be the character that they want you to be um, so being a podcaster I just get to be me yeah. so I don't you know, like I don't have to be pretend to be anything else so I think that would be the biggest difference
0: that Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I, yeah, I always make sure I'm prepared. And usually I ask questions that I don't have written down or anything that come up while we're talking and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I know, you know, Greg Gilbert, right? He, uh, yeah. he also uh, does what you do. He, uh, he ends up uh, thinking of right off of the top of his head. So yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I always do research about the person mm-hmm. I'm talking to. Also, like and i i have like that information to go off of yeah. i just i'm not so good about like actually writing out questions so.
0: yeah makes sense sometimes if i
1: get sense. really quiet just like oh she has no idea where she's going i don't
0: right <laughs> so do you always talk about like the paranormal type of
1: stuff um so i actually have a second podcast called locked up paranormal so okay. that on actual paranormal activity um my the i'm just the co-host on that so my host name is frank um between the both of us, we have over 33 years of experience being New York State corrections officers, so we came up with the idea of doing a podcast talking about paranormal activity in prisons across the globe. Um, so we're about to start season two, and we, we said for season two we were going to focus on like asylums, um, so each episode will be about a different haunted asylum. And we actually got to go and do a an Im- paranormal investigation at West Virginia State Penitentiary over the summer. So our first episode for season two, we're gonna go over everything that like happened to us at the prison and nice. stuff. So, so I'm excited. thinking of
0: you uh, let's promote that really quick. Did you uh, witness anything paranormal or spooky?
1: We did. We had a lot of activity. So um, Frank had me and Frank had actually split up. Um, with the group that we had done. So we weren't together doing the actual investigation. Um, So when I was on my way, we were in um, this one area called the Sugar Shack, which was Mm -hmm. the prison wreck area. So there had been a few violent activities that had happened in there, you know, like inmates were killed and stuff. Mm -hmm. And while we were in there, Um, I was sitting on a chair and we had the spirit box going and I was with um, Tim Shaw, who is a paranormal medium and investigator. Um, And so he's asking it questions. And then all of a sudden I felt like this intense pressure on my left arm. And I said that, I'm like, oh my God, it feels like somebody's holding onto my arm. So I asked the spirit box, I said, "Um, are you holding onto my arm right now? And you just heard over the spirit box, yes. And I was like, Can you let go? <laughs> and after a few moments, I felt the release on my arm. Wow. And like, why didn't anybody have a camera rolling? <laughs> like <laughs> oh, I would
0: have laughed so hard if you said, Can you let go? And he went, No. <laughs> no,
1: like I I said, um, can you let go? And we didn't get I didn't actually get like a verbal response on the mm-hmm. spirit box, but I did feel the pressure coming off. Wow! Um, wow, that's cr-
0: that's really, it really
1: crazy. Was pretty intense. That's and then
0: really crazy.
1: I will tell you a funny story about when we were on the investigation. Sure. So, what the state penitentiary also does, like a haunted house inside of it, mm-hmm. from like you know the earlier evening hours before they do the investigations, and so we're walking down the one tier, and Tim goes, "Oh, Lydia, twelve o'clock." So I'm like, okay, I look straight ahead because that's 12 Mm o'clock. And there's like the big mural painted on the one wall. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I don't know why he had to get my attention for that. Like I would have saw it, you know? So I just happened to like glance over, which would have been like three Mm o'clock. And now mind you, it's like two, three o'clock in the morning. And there's a mannequin there that has like a werewolf mask on. And I was not expecting it. Um, So I screamed. And apparently that's what Tim was trying to get my attention to. And I was like, I was like, that's not 12 o'clock. That's not 12 o'clock. And then they're all laughing at me because I screamed. And they're like, at least you have a really good scream. And I was like, thank you. You know, but I'm like, I was like, yeah, I was not expecting that mannequin to just be standing there. Cause I was kind of like leading our group at the moment, you know? So I was like, no, I've been standing over there.
0: Oh, that would have been me. Oh my God.
1: They're still ringing on me. They're like, "Oh, remember when Lydia screamed?" I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Remember when you didn't know the hands of the clock?" Yeah, I remember that.
0: Oh my god, that's hilarious. That would have been me screaming like that. Oh my god, I can only imagine that. Oh my god, that's that's crazy. Because mm-hmm. you're in this haunted, you know, place, and the fact that this mannequin with the werewolf mask is there, like you don't expect expect that yeah. little and you're in a haunted place so you're trying to keep your guard up for spirits or whatever seeing that
1: thing oh my like jeez look <laughs> and i you know how you like just catch something out of the corner of your eye like yeah. that's what it was and that's when i screamed because i and i was <laughs> so full, 12 o'clock the mural on the wall because that's what i had been told to look at and i'm like you yeah, time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, so what is the hardest part about
1: uh, starting up
0: a podcast, in your opinion?
1: Um, I think it's a lot more work than you would think, like, into it, you know? Like, I think, and I wasn't prepared. I was like, oh, I can get on, like, a camera and talk for an hour. Right. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Not- like, the first episode, I talked about Mike the Headless Chicken, And I was like, oh, my God, I know so much information about Mike the Headless Chicken. I was like, I can talk for an hour about this. I got 34 minutes in, and I had all of my information was gone. And normally I do an hour show. It's live. And I'm just like, what am I going to talk about for 26 minutes? Like, I was like, I was for sure that I had enough info to get me. Like, I had three pages full of notes on Mike the Headless Chicken, and it got me through 34 minutes. So... Um, I realized when you have somebody else talking with you, like you do interviews or if I would bring on like a guest co-host or something like that, the time went a lot smoother. Yeah. Because I would have somebody to go off. Mm-hmm. Of.
0: Yeah. Cause I usually have uh, like seven or eight questions and that usually gets me to 30 minutes at most because mm-hmm. it's me asking it. And then depending how long the guest is to, to uh, actually, you know, respond or answer, you know, that question, like for example, Adam Marcus, I, I asked you, I had like 10 questions on the interview, uh, you know, for my interview with him a couple of years ago and his first, qu- and his, the answer to the first question was like 32 minutes long. <laughs>
1: Whenever I'm on a podcast, I always feel like I talk so much and I get mm-hmm. done and I always apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And they're like, oh no, it's good. And you know, it's good that people talk more. And I'm like, yeah, but I just feel kind of silly.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I love having guests on um I love having like, you know, um, how do I say that? Um I love I I don't mind doing long interviews. I just know that normal – like some people don't like to sit and listen to an interview for like three hours or two hours. If they want to, that's great. Um, And I usually do that when I'm working, if I'm at the office um, or if I'm driving. Um, but if I'm just sitting in my house, you know, and I see, oh, Slash Scotty posted an interview with Liddy Manson, and it's like three hours long, I'm probably not gonna watch it at my house because I have other things that I need to do around my <laughs> house. But, um, but I, if it, like that's why I keep my interviews between thirty, maybe forty max. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes less than 30. Um, but I noticed my demographics are better. Now, have you noticed that with your demographics for any of your podcasts where the like, if you do an hour show, do you notice people sticking around for an hour or do they, pre- do they prefer an hour? Do they prefer less, more?
1: Um, I haven't really, nobody's really said anything to me about like if they wanted okay. it shorter or longer. Like, I haven't gotten any feedback on that. Right. Um, I have, like, I just do mine on StreamYard. So it goes live through Facebook. Okay channel um and then it also goes on twitch which i have like one follower on twitch so you know it's getting kind of serious but um <laughs> i just i don't know if i know enough about the statistics because like i have like 30 followers on youtube so i can't really like yeah there's nothing <laughs> you yeah. know if you feel watch it just watch it live on facebook so i don't know if they're just like oh you know lydia's live let's go watch it i did have some I had a few people that like every Thursday they were right there um, you know what, at nine o'clock for me, which I was absolutely right. amazing. So um, I love those people for that. But
0: nice.
1: I don't know too much about my demographics. Well
0: I'll <laughs> I'll give you a tip with Facebook. I just found this out actually, and I don't know if it's just fan if it's just fan pages or if it's actually like your profile if you have a set for a creator page. But mm-hmm. um they have something called Facebook stars. And if you have so many followers um like total on your profile or whatever then they then you get can activate Facebook stars and if you're go if you go live then you're the people watching can send you as many stars as they want they don't got to pay a thing and each star now brace yourself will pay you a total of three cents a star <laughs> <laughs> but uh like- but yeah like <laughs>
1: And then like, I I was watching, I think it might've been like a TikTok or something. And somebody was breaking down, like, you know, like the same video or whatever. And based Mm -hmm. on like the views, they were breaking down, like how much money they made on each platform, like TikTok Facebook versus YouTube. And it was actually, I think Facebook that actually paid the most per view out of all of the things I had switched to that creator profile on Facebook and it like totally screwed over my messenger. Like I know you were having it. I remember you had posted that you had issues too. You were like, I'm not getting this message, like message on my, um, my other page. I was, when you go to switch accounts on your messenger, you know, it would, it it said like 29 unread messages. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I would click on it and nothing would be there. It would just be like that loading circle. And I sent so many like messages to facebook to see if they would fix it and then eventually just one day that profile was like gone and i'm like i guess that's their way of fixing it is just to completely get rid of it yeah Um, so i would have people that were messaging me and i wasn't i wasn't getting it i actually showed up on set and somebody was there and they're like yeah i tried to message you and they showed me the message and it showed like it was delivered but like you know how you can see when somebody opens it yeah i'm like I'll show you my messenger I'm like you're nowhere in there <laughs> like
0: <laughs> yeah uh, there's a couple people that messaged me on the Slash the Scotty page or on my fan page Scotty McCoy and they're like they're like hey uh you're uh, are you getting messages from me or are you just not no longer wanting to associate with me I'm like right. no I'm not getting your messages this happened multiple so I had to make a status saying hey yep. I'm not getting some messages some people I am others I'm not
1: and I'm like, and there was like no rhyme or reason to the people that I was getting the messages from at first I was like, oh, maybe it's just like people I'm actually friends with right. and not follow, but that wasn't even true. So I was like, I just give up. So yep. <laughs> eventually I just switched back to like the regular Facebook yeah. and now I think I get, I think I get my messages. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not ignoring out there. if I didn't Yeah.
0: Yeah it is really crazy with how like how they did that and with the the fan pages itself because now each of your fan pages are your are like their own facebook
1: profile so i'm like i'm like i can't i give up and then i'm supposed to i'm supposed to have twitter on top of it and i'm like instagram so i'm like what i'm supposed to post the same exact thing to like five different sites it's exhausting like (laughs) i'm like who's gonna want to read oh i just woke up today five different times. Like you know, like it's too yep. much. I don't have Twitter, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. I interviewed this uh this guy, uh was it yes what was today? Saturday, Thursday I interviewed him and uh he's he uh said that uh just follow me and then he gave his uh Instagram name. He said, I also have Instagram for all the films that I do, but every single thing but I have it connected where my main one goes to all five of my other ones. So if you wanna see whatever I post on the film one, just follow my main one. <laughs> Because right. you're going to get the same exact post anyway. So it doesn't matter.
1: Like, luckily, I have, um, I don't know if it's luckily, but I ended up linking like my Instagram and my Facebook. So it would automatically, po- if I post it yeah. on Instagram, it automatically post on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, that saves a lot because I don't, now I don't have to like go onto Facebook and actually make the post and type it out again. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, so many hashtags. And apparently, like, 11 is the magic hashtag number. Like, and I'm like, this is, this is too much. Like, yeah. I'm like I don't even want to talk to me now
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly so you mentioned that it is harder it is harder than most people think to start a podcast Mm -hmm. I mean we both know that it is um just getting you know not just getting your fan base but like getting on like the audio platforms or getting the viewership or you know whatever um but if someone wants to trek into being a podcaster and start their own podcast knowing how hard it is to get their start what advice would you give them on what they can do to prepare for this adventure
1: um if I had to give advice um my biggest thing is I I will always I like StreamYard a lot because Mm -hmm. I'm not tech savvy um so I'm not good at like editing videos together and stuff and like pre-recording so I was very happy with, oh, I can just log on to StreamYard, do my thing live, and it automatically posts the whole video. That's mm. awesome. Because I'm like the worst millennial ever. Yeah. I don't know how to do all stuff. Like, my, my laptop was not working, so I bought a new one instead of just <sighs> fixing it. Like, <laughs> that is that's how I fix my problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. My biggest advice is, you know, learn that there is multiple different ways to do your podcast, you know, yeah. um, there's so many, like you can have the video vodcast, uh, the vodcast, and then you can have just like, you can go to Spotify and just listen to it. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of the time you can just take the audio from the video and post it onto those streaming services. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, i would say you got to learn some technology
0: <laughs> yeah you do um, i know with with my like my podcast there's a every interview is so much work because yeah. like like what tech, technological issues first of all we had one not long ago that is probably going to be edited out of this video but uh but technology issues and uh, so i'm going to go in and edit that out and i, I so i post my edited video on youtube but i extract the audio and that goes on the spotify apple podcast google podcast and like 25 different podcasting platforms but on top of that i gotta research my guests now with you i didn't really have to research that much because we're friends i know who you are yeah. but there's some guests that i don't really know anything about them or about their shows or about their projects so i have to do the research to write up the questions yeah, and exactly. then, yeah so you got to do the scheduling and then you got to you know record and ask the questions then you got to edit and extract the audio and upload there's so much that goes into making a podcast especially when you pre-record when you do it live it's probably easier and you could probably verify that more than i could
1: and that's probably why i go that route <laughs>
0: yeah it really is it must be easier doing it that way and uh i mean there's so many different platforms you can use i use zoom you use Streamyard, and you know then you can do like facebook just go on facebook live you can just do instagram live um i think twitter yeah. might even have something live youtube lives you live. so, there's so many different things so many lives so many lives that you can do and uh, i mean you just gotta the the thing you gotta do is reach your demographics so if somebody wants to i guess reach the demographic how do you i guess how do you get your uh, demographic how do you reach out to people being like hey these are this is where my show is you can watch it
1: um i'll just make a facebook post (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) i i should promote more Mm -hmm. um but i don't know i haven't done my show in a few months so it's just kind of been like chilling and i'm like oh how do i get like back into the game um we were really lucky with locked up paranormal because the paranormal field is just like huge. Um, it wasn't like, you know, we had looked around and we didn't see like a lot of people talking about, um, paranormal activity in prisons, like specifically. So I think, you know, like we hit our niche with that, but we were very lucky because we ended up going from like five subscribers on YouTube to we had hit a thousand and, we were, me and Frank, like me and Frank, we were just like texting back and forth, like over a couple of weeks. And I'm like, screenshotting the page. I'm like, Oh my God, look how many subscribers we have. Like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, we're promoting it, but I knew our reach wasn't that. And I had found out like through YouTube studio or something Mm -hmm. that one of our videos ended up being on like a recommended thing. And I think that's why we ended up getting so many subscribers. It was just like a luck of the draw. I don't know how we got placed or what, but Cause I was like, Frank, I'm like, why don't like the last five episodes have like almost 2000 views, but like the first five episodes have like three right. <laughs> people just didn't want to scroll, mm-hmm. but it, you yeah. know, like, finding is really difficult. Like when I would do just the deets, like I tended to focus more on like horror guests because that's mm-hmm. like the genre I had thrown myself into. Yeah. So I had to, you know, like find guests that were in horror films and stuff like that so it's just like knowing the people that you you start off with the group of people you know i guess and then hope they branch yeah.
0: yeah the the, the old-fashioned uh, word of mouth marketing that really comes in handy and the youtube algorithm is freaking crazy i mean i do interviews with so many guests i do so many big in uh big like rankings or top 10 videos on big franchises or movies like Friday 13th halloween and all that but the video that has the most views—I think it has like five thousand or six thousand views or something like that—and hundreds of comments of people giving their own rankings, believe it or not, is all of the Banjo Tooie worlds ranked from uh from best like from the least greatest to the best greatest or whatever. And it's like a game from two thousand for Nintendo sixty-four, and it's my most watched and commented video out of them all.
1: Well, it's the same thing on my TikTok. Like, I cannot figure out the algorithm at all. Um, you know, so I am an avid cosplayer. So a lot of, you know, TikTok, you have to find your niche. Right. So I was like, okay, mine is going to be cosplaying, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would make, and I talked to so many people and they're like, oh, you have to take the viral sounds. And even if it has nothing to do with your character, you can make a video in character for that sound. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I ended up making one video on there. I was dressed as Wednesday Adams and like the sound was when life gets so hard, what do you do? And I'm just like, yeet, not even like, a, it's like a 10 second video. That video ended up getting like over 12,000 views. And I was, was like, Oh my God, this is it. This is my moment. I'm, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to be TikTok famous. You know, I was not. <laughs> Cause my, my, <laughs> You know, I was like, "Oh my God, this is gonna be so funny." I, I did like the Wednesday Adam look again because I was like, you know, obviously people liked mm-hmm. it, and I did it to um, Pharrell's "I'm Happy," and I just stood there with a scowl on my face, and I'm like, "This is my happy face," and I was like, "Oh my God, that's hilarious. This is gonna, this is gonna push me in farther." Yeah, it was like 500 views, and I'm like, I can't figure this out, you know. All and right. I was like, oh "God, like, thank you." I made up another. I was like, "Thank you guys so much for all the views, um, and stuff." And then it was like nothing, and I'm like, I give, I can't figure it. So I was you, like,
0: I saw your cosplay. Your cosplay is freaking amazing. Thank you. Yes, you you do a Tiffany, right?
1: When I do Tiffany. Yep, she's yeah. a good one.
0: Absolutely. Um, you met Alex Vincent in Tiffany, didn't you? When you were Tiffany. I,
1: I was at a I was at Monster Mania, and he was him and Fiona uh, were both there. So right. was Brad and I really wanted to meet him but the line was so long and he was super expensive and I was like oh, I could meet like three people you know and I was like ah but yeah I had walked into the area that Alex was in and I was holding my Chucky doll and now my Chucky doll I've had since I was in high school I got it from Spencer so its hair is like a mess nice. and I, I grew the character of Tiffany so all day I'm just like reciting lines from the movie and just like throwing my Chucky doll. So he looked, he looked a hot mess, Chuck. Um, in there and, and Alex sees me and he calls me over and I'm like, me? So I went over there with my Chucky doll and he, of course he commented on Chucky's hair and I'm like, well, you know, he's not nice to me and I made him Swedish meatballs and this is what happens. So I, that was pretty cool. T- but, and then Fiona Dorff loved my, uh, Tiffany. I kept trying to tag like Jennifer Tilly on like Instagram and stuff, but she wasn't noticing, but she's pretty busy. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, uh, I, um, interviewed Christina Lee, who played, uh, who plays Kyle and Chucky, the TV series was child play too. And, uh, I re- and, uh, we became pretty good friends after the interview because she was very impressed. It was One of my best interviews I've done. And, uh, I am my uh, and uh, I'm like, Hey, uh what I, I reached out to Alex Vincent months ago and he turned me down to do an interview. Is there any way you can nudge him to do an interview with me? She's <laughs> like, Yeah, he doesn't do many interviews. He doesn't like doing interviews, but I'll see what I can do. So she messaged me maybe ten minutes later, she goes, Alex said, Message him on Instagram, he's waiting for your message. I'm like, Aww. So i got him and I was like that's awesome and i was so embarrassed because he, he got the time zone mixed up he he uh, did it an hour earlier i'm like oh whoops sorry so i had a quick setup and, and then he I'll goes say- yeah and then he goes uh he said uh like when i did my intro and i'm like uh i got um andy bark i mean alex vince <laughs> he's like yeah. you were gonna call me andy barkley weren't you i'm like yeah he's like it happens all the time don't worry about it <laughs> but- i think
1: i think I think I did that with you for some reason. Like I could not remember the name Alex and I was like Andy from Charleston. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and, back, and I'm like, so embarrassed. I'm like, I know it's That's... Alex Fitz. I've met him in person. Like I, I can know his name, but right. sometimes you, you know, you just associate them with that character.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what does Brad Dorff charge at a con?
1: Oh, I can't remember it now. Um, I think it was like 80 or a hundred dollars for the okay. like, selfie. And I was like, ah, I really want it. But like, right. Alex Vincent was like 20 or twenty nine.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
1: and because Brad was the big name at that convention, yeah. the line was so long, wow. you know? Yeah. And the reason I was at the convention was because I was working with trauma. So I was supposed to be at the trauma table. So I'm like, I can't really like spend four hours in line right yeah. now because like them, I would be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point i eventually i'm i really hope i can meet him because i'm a huge fan of like obviously chucky but also like the exorcist 3 is like it yeah i read that movie so i would really like to meet Fran one day Yeah, that super be cool. doesn't live that far from me okay so i'm i and i was telling i was like oh my god yeah like she said where she lives and i was like that's like maybe half an hour from me and right. i was like if you anybody you know but <laughs> <Just flip.
0: laughs> awesome. Jennifer Tilly doesn't do cons does she
1: I don't think she does That's,
0: um she would make so much money at a con it's ridiculous
1: he, well Alex goes he's like oh my god he's like your Tiffany looks great he's like can you do the voice and I was like nobody can do the voice like <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like like okay
0: <laughs> right I want to interview her so bad but the chances of getting her on my podcast are slim to none
1: yeah like I her like the photos i did as tiffany on instagram but like she has her messages shut off so you can't even like message her right unless all like you unless you're friends and yeah. I was like oh so i kept like tagging her um alex had commented on this was before i had met him uh-huh. and i had tiffany pictures on facebook he commented on them on facebook nice. and i jotted it and i was like oh my god this really just happened um
0: that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, Alex, he's he's a good guy. Um, I I never met him yet, so I I would love to meet him. Uh, I went to my first con at the end of September into early October. I went to Monster Mania, in Hunt Valley, Maryland, and I'm planning on going to all the Hunt Valley ones. I'm now doing two a year instead of just one a year, so I'm really excited. But I I spent, I think it was 520 bucks was how much I spent on Celebrity. It went fast. It
1: does. And you're like, oh my god eat them all <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I took 700 with me and i i spent uh i think it was like 300 on day one because that's where i met most of the people and then the more expensive people i met on day two and the like because they were like if i have money left over maybe i will but i'm like i don't want to spend all 700 dollars either and then <laughs> so... you find know,
1: like, vendors and all their cool crafts and you're like oh my yep. god I need all of this and yep. you're like my wallet does not need this
0: yeah <laughs> like, exactly and uh i uh I, I, you know my new book came out and jamie lee curtis wrote the forward to it and um and uh, i got all the halloween because it was a halloween reunion there so mm-hmm. all the pe- i got all the halloween people i got uh nancy loomis charles cyphers uh anthony michael hall and i the one of them i got was james jude courtney and uh i got him to uh sign the book and i said jamie lee curtis wrote the forward he's like no shit i'm like yeah he goes hold on a second he goes to his hand he goes get my phone I'm like okay so uh, she got his phone and he took a picture of it and he he uh, showed me he he sent he uh, had it set up in a text and he showed me he said look who it's sending to I'm like holy shit you're sending it to Jamie Lee Curtis like yep he sent it to her he said uh, look who's in my line do you do you recognize this he said stand over here let's get our picture he said and then uh, he said uh, he said just if you have nothing to do he said just stand here she usually gets back to me right away i'm like okay sure so i just waited for about five five ten minutes or whatever and she got back to him and she goes oh so that fucker's still making money off me well tell him i said congratulations <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> and then he's like he goes well here's a, a life-sized halloween ends uh poster i still have it out in the living room it's like a huge ass poster he goes this is a, he goes take one for free congratulations on your book i'm like oh awesome. yeah not
1: like I haven't really, I haven't had any um, bad experiences like meeting people. I know some people yeah. do, but it's, you know, everybody has a bad day, but yeah. I, I'm really lucky. I've had some really great experiences meeting people. Like mm-hmm. I totally fangirled over Kimberly Brown from Halloween Town. Nice. Um, I almost, like my friend was laughing at me. He's like, I've never seen a fangirl before. Cause like I had, I met Lita, I met Lita Ford at that same convention, like a half hour before. And I'm like rocking out and taking pictures. And then I get up to Kimberly and I'm like, yeah. Oh my god! You know, like, cause I grew up watching that movie, so to me, yeah. like, me it was just like, I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is awesome! So it's great yeah. that you get to meet people that you like look up to, and you know, yeah. and I and I think that's like my favorite thing about conventions.
0: Yeah, a lot of people like that. Like a lot of people that aren't in the. Cons or into horror or whatever, they're like, why would you spend like, you know, $80 to meet this person and just get their autograph? They're just a person. I'm like, because these are people I grew up watching. I, I, like, people spend money, like, I saved my money all year just to meet, go to this convention. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I did. And like, I met Ski Ulrich. I used my VIP. So, because his line was eight and a half hours long. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so I used my jump, skip the line pass because you get one of them for the VIP when you buy mm-hmm. VIP. So I got, I used it, and I was I was first in his line, <laughs> and then all the dirty looks you get. Oh yeah, well
1: because I um the Monster Mania that I met Alex Vincent at uh, yeah. Matthew and Skeet were both there, okay. their line. I was like, I'm not even gonna attempt this. Like yeah. it was you know out the door and out. Yeah. But I know like Matthew, I've heard amazing things about meeting both of them, Um, especially Matthew, like he'll go, he goes through the line and if he sees you have kids, he brings you to the front of the line. If you're in like, he brings you like to the front of the line. So, and I know both him and Skeet both like stay after to finish out their line. So, you know, I'll, I'll meet them one day.
0: Yeah. Ski was super nice. I talked to him about my dad and about my dad's battle with brain cancer and I'm passing away. And he gave me a big hug and he's like, he, he just gave me this talk and he's just like, you know, everything's going to be okay. He's like, uh, he's like, um, Seems like you, you know, you got through it, and he's like he's just a super cool, really cool, and you know, he, he was just a really nice guy overall. I never met Matthew Lillard; I really want to meet him, but Skeet was super, super cool, and I, yeah, it was a nice experience. And being first in line is is amazing because I have to wait for eight and a half hours. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say, I always tell people if you're ever at like a convention and like Felisa Rose is there, I always like recommend meeting her because she she's really awesome to me. Like she's super personable. You can tell she like genuinely cares about like talking to you and like meeting you and stuff. So that was I always recommend her to people. If you're ever to go to convention Felissa's there, make sure you stop by and see Felissa because she's just like so nice, so nice. Awesome. And she like remembers people too. Like if you start going to conventions and you meet her a couple times, she remembers and I'm like, that's yes. insane. She does conventions all the time. Yep.
0: I interviewed her and I was, uh, was, I think it was in July I interviewed her and I was gonna go meet her down in Linthicum Heights, Maryland. Um I was gonna meet her at a convention they were having another like a pop and horror con down there because she mm-hmm. was going to be there. Nancy Ann Ritter was going to be there and Dave Sheridan was going to be there. and Dave Sheridan and Felicia Rose both canceled because for because of filming obligations and I was so bummed. And then I found and I had my ticket to go there and I was gonna go to meet Nancy Ann Ritter, but unfortunately something came up and I had to, that I had to do and uh I didn't wasn't able to go and Nancy Ann Nancy Ann Ritter ended up messaging me. And she's like, why didn't you come? I was looking forward to meeting you. She goes, awesome. I wasn't even gonna charge you to meet get a picture with me and the autograph something for you. That's awesome. Because <laughs> she I even asked because I asked her up front, I'm like, What how much do you charge so I know how much because that was my, that was gonna be my first convention? Mine ended up being Monster Mania. Um, but uh I asked her how much do you charge because I didn't know how to find out the prices. And she goes, uh <laughs> she said, usually I charge 24 20 something like that for whatever, I think for an autograph and free selfie. But for you, you're nothing. You you don't have to pay anything. I'm like, oh really? That's awesome. I was like, oh <laughs> yeah um, i guess <laughs> right exactly um but yeah the con life is so much fun you do amazing cosplay um definitely anybody listening to this check out just the deets um when and where uh do you post your show i know you said they go on facebook live and all that um through Streamyard. um but do you have a specific date um that you uh that you uh put po- um i guess go live
1: so um just the Needs is Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Um, so they will get that up and running again. And then <sighs> Locked to Paranormal is Monday nights. Okay. Every other week, <laughs> bi-weekly at 9 p.m. But after we go live the episodes automatically upload to either the Locked Up Paranormal YouTube page or My Lydia Manson um, YouTube page. All all of the episodes just automatically upload there. So if you don't get to see it live and comment and join in on the conversation, you can always go back and watch our past episodes and make sure you like and subscribe.
0: (laughs) Awesome, definitely. And the last question I got for you, do you have anything that you would like to promote? Any other projects, websites, social media accounts, anything at all to the listening and viewing audience?
1: So, I have my Instagram, Lydia Manson88. Um, and then I also have my TikTok, uh, Lydia Manson88. I'm trying to make it simple so I don't forget. <laughs> um, just, I just filmed a movie last month down in West Virginia mm-hmm. called uh, Macabre Mountain, and that has Felissa Rose in it. Nice. Um, it also has Robert Mukes from A House of a Thousand Corpses, Elsie um, Holt from Year Next. So a lot of big names in that one. So we're, that was super exciting because that one was, we actually got to film in like um, a corn maze. We got to film in like an actual like haunted house attraction. Mm-hmm. So, that was pretty cool because up until then, most of like the films I've done were like on one location, like, you know, right. oh, we're going to and make use of it. So it was really cool to actually like branch out and get to go to several locations. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I think... They'll be doing a finishing funds campaign for Macau Mountain coming up soon. So if anybody's interested in that, they can keep an eye out.
0: Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Lydia, for joining me today. Because uh, um, <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, this is taped, but it is airing on Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. I'm so excited <laughs> to uh, have you on for a Halloween special edition of Slasher Scotty. And don't forget to slash that subscribe button. thank you Lydia for joining me today absolutely and uh, let everybody go how about we go with a laugh
1: (laughs) I can't do it so I'm just gonna laugh regularly with you (laughs) thank you have a great rest of your day yep bye